Welcome to the Edge of Sports Podcast. I'm Dave Zirin. We are in Los Angeles for Jackie Robinson Day. We are going to be at the park Friday, April the 15th. Me and Jake are here and we're excited. And it also means that in the place of our usual show, what we thought we would do as appropriate for uh, being here for Dodger Stadium and baseball and Jackie Robinson is that we give you our NBA takes. And frankly, we're doing this because there's been a demand. A lot of folks have been getting in touch. They've been saying, where's Jake's takes? Why must it end just because the NFL season has ended? Well, guess what? He's back. He just turned 14, and he's ready to talk some NBA playoffs. Jake, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. You got to wake up a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. I do have to wake up. I am tired. Yeah, man. West Coast time, you know? Yeah, waking up at... Nine o'clock, you're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And you realize it's noon Eastern time. And you're groggy. (laughs) And you wonder what's going on. Yeah, that is what's taking place here in the Sunshine State. Wait a minute, that's Florida, the Sunshine State. Uh, So we'll just move on from that. All right, so let's talk NBA, Jake. What we're going to do is we're going to say what we want to happen and what we think will happen. And let's start with who makes the NBA Finals. Who do you want in your wildest of hopes and dreams, who do you want to make the NBA Finals out of the East? Out of the East? There are a lot of teams that I think deserve to make it and I think should make it. But the team that I want to make it out, because there are a lot of good teams that I'm like, oh, I really like that team. Think about think about how entertaining you might want the finals to be. Think about the team that your favorite players yeah, are on. If, the Wizards have no shot. Who I do you want to make the easily, NBA finals? I think it's pretty easily like the it's the Milwaukee Bucks. That's who you want to make yes. the finals. Now, who do you think will make the finals from the East? It's going to be the same team. The Milwaukee it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Let, let, let me give my reasoning behind that. I think that they are such a well-rounded team from top to bottom. I think... They have the they have the power from Giannis. They have so much defense on that team. You know, Chris Middleton's a great defender. He's not great, but he he's good. Drew Drew Holiday, one of if not the best guard defender in the league, and of course Giannis, potential depoy candidate. You know what? It's so I have to tell you that. Uh, I agree with you a thousand percent both on who I want to make it, the Milwaukee Bucks. I've just fallen for this team and who I think will make it, the Milwaukee Bucks. So we're in agreement. And you know what that means? That means I'm going to help you pay for college. Because if we disagree, I'm sorry, but no, no college for you. Okay, that is fair. Okay, good. Let's go to the Western Conference if we could. And I want you to think about what would be the most entertaining finals, what would be the most interesting finals, and what team is also filled with players that you dig on. Who do you want to make the finals from the Western Conference? Who do I want? I mean, there are a lot of really exciting teams. You know, you got Ja and the Memphis Grizzlies, who everybody loves, you know. I mean, they have such a fun team. The chemistry there is through the roof. Of course, you have the 64-18 and 18. Phoenix Suns, I think they're 60-40. If I got that wrong, I'm not looking at anything. Okay. There's also the team that I am going to pick as who I want, the Golden State Warriors. Wow, so you want the Warriors to make it. Yes, 
because I think Steph versus Giannis would be so fun. I think Draymond versus Giannis, we would see how elite truly Draymond Green's defense really is going up against a top, top tier power forward, the top, the highest tier power forward in the league for for a whole series. I mean, that would be so fun. Also, I think that Drew Holiday on Steph would be such a fun matchup. Wow. Okay. See how, see so how that's Steph, who you want, and who do you think will make it from the West? The same team. Oh my goodness! The Golden State Warriors. What a call! Because I think that Steph, once he comes back healthy, you know, first they're facing an injury-riddled Denver Nuggets. I think that they will beat them in six or five, even. Then they go against either the Memphis Grizzlies or the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's say Memphis wins comfortably. Memphis, I don't know if they'll hold up against against Golden State because I think Memphis, like, yeah, they have all that chemistry, and chemistry is the thing that you want the most out of anything. Like, it doesn't matter. If you have NBA-level talent, right? chemistry is the thing that matters most right after that. So they have a lot of chemistry. You just said something very smart, and I just want to highlight it for the listeners. I don't think people realize how close, with the exception of a galactic player like Giannis Antetokounmpo and people like that, how close the talent level is across the NBA. And I think coaching is greatly undervalued in the NBA. And I think that chemistry, as you said, is the most undervalued thing. Because, I mean, look at the Washington Wizards starting 10-3, and and then the chemistry chemistry imploded, and the entire season went to hell. I mean, it's like chemistry is everything. The talent level of the Wizards is not that below like, say, a mid-tier 45-win team. Yeah, of course. And also, I think that if the Lakers actually had chemistry, I mean, look at, like, just look at the names of the people on those rosters versus the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and then a bunch of decent NBA players versus a team that has, you know, John Moran's really good, of course. Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good, of course. But those two don't match up to AD and LeBron. So if you look, also if you look at the whole roster in general, I mean, they look fairly like even or similar. Maybe even the Lakers would like look better on paper. But the chemistry is so different where Memphis is all the way up here and LA is all the way down here. So that's really what's keeping LA out of the playoffs. Definitely. Uh, chemistry and coaching above all to me. Uh, is what submarine to LA. So, so you have Golden State. Golden State. I, I, I you, your enthusiasm for Golden Golden State has me wishing that Golden State would make it out of the West. But the team I would want to make it out of the West is the Memphis Grizzlies because yes, they are that fun. And the team that I think will make it out of the West. I know it's pedestrian, but Phoenix really does look like a team on a mission. But you have me now hyped for Golden State. So credit to you for. Uh, Shifting the, my brain. Congrats. College is still on the agenda for you. Ooh. Yeah, woohoo. All right, let's take it to our awards section, okay? Okay. And start with the one everybody's talking about. Who do you think... No, no, let's start with want. Who do you want to be the MVP of the National Basketball Association? Well, there are a lot of dudes I really like. You know, Giannis, of course. Joel Embiid, I would, I would, I would be happy to see him win. And... You know, if if Steph was healthy, I feel like it would be fun to see him win. But all in all, I think I would I would want to see. I'm going on this Bucks train, dude. I want to see Giannis get his get his third. Mm-hmm. And if it's not him, I'll be happy with Embiid. Just just not Jokic. 
And who do you think will be MVP? Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. Because I think that they just, they, they like Jokic too much. Yeah, the basketball writers think Jokic is like this, is, is the true unicorn. He's everything that uh, they want to see in a basketball player. And to me, I'm not as moved by Jokic, even though I respect his statistics. I mean, first player in history to get 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. Amazing. Amazing. Wilt never did it. I mean, Oscar Robertson never did it. Uh, Russ never did it. No, no, just listen to this. He's a six seed. And the only other player to do that was Russell Westbrook, and that was one of the best seasons of all time. And I don't think Jokic's season is one of the best seasons of all time. So I don't know how you can put him. I think the the number about uh, Joel Embiid has more forty point ten rebound games in uh, of anybody in NBA history since the merger. Uh, th- that that's the NBA ABA merger. Of course, Wilt did it many more times than than Embiid. Um, but to me, my want is Giannis, and I agree with you that this is Jokic's, and that's uh, kind of a bummer. It's actually kind of crazy how like good Joel Embiid's stats are. Like I'm looking at him right now. In his last four games of the season, he dropped 41 and 20, 30 and 10, 45 and 13, and 44 and 17, all on good shooting splits. And that's just so crazy to me. Well, he, his efficiency is something that makes him truly special. And he's the first center to lead the NBA in scoring in, in yeah. an extremely long time. Since Shaq. Yeah. The first center to lead the NBA in scoring in 20 years. Crazy. I think um, that Joel Embiid couldn't win it as well. I just feel like... I, I don't mean, think he's going to. I think it's going to be Jokic. It's almost like, a, yeah. um, pardon the expression, a slam dunk. And that's a shame. Yeah, I... It's not a shame. I mean, I Jokic had an amazing year. It's not a shame. Like the way Steve Nash winning it his second year over Kobe Bryant was a shame. Uh, this is not a shame for Jokic to win. I mean, look at Jokic's stats, for goodness sakes. 27 and 14 and 8 on good shooting splits. <laughs> 27, 14, and 8. What are those shooting splits? Uh, 58% from the field. And... Uh, 34% from three. And what about from the center. line? And 81% from the line. All right, that, that's, Take me a minute to find it. that's pretty amazing. 58% from the field for someone who shoots like he does, which is, you know, he does a lot of mid-range and outside yeah. shooting, a lot of post play. He's the master of the post shot that bounces three times on the rim and falls in. Yeah. I think that he, I mean, he declined in a lot of stats this year. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, points went up and rebounds went up. But, um, like, free throw percentage went down. His three-point percentage went down by a, a, a decent amount. A lot of these, I don't know. What about man. assists? Assists assist stayed roughly the same. Okay. I mean, it went down though. It went down by point four. Well, of course, one of the reasons why people are looking at Jokic is precisely because he took on that extra scoring load without a full season of Michael Porter Jr. and without a season at all of the guy you love. His name is Jamal Murray. Yes. Yeah. We like Jamal Murray in this house. Do we? Do we? I've never heard that. I don't know. I got, I kind of I got really into him during the bubble. I can't lie. I mean, he was dropping he, those 50-point really games. Fun. He was definitely fun. I've never heard you say, like, oh, I love Jamal Murray. Look, stop trying to blow up my spot. All right, uh, let's move all on. All right, move on. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, who I want to win, 
is so easily Cade Cunningham. I think he's such a fun player. I think he's going to be so great for years to come. And I... Speaking of which, when you search up Cade Cunningham, the second picture that shows up is Killian Hayes. All right, that's really embarrassing. (laughs) Google needs to do better. But I think that Cade Cunningham is just a really fun player, and I would love to see him win. I mean, he averaged 17, 6, and 6. Wow. 6, and 6. Not the best shooting splits, but but for a rookie, they're, they're decent. You know, that's amazing. The number of rookies in history who've averaged 15, 5, and 5 is really... A short list. Let alone seventeen, five and five. Yeah, but the fifteen is usually the marker because yeah. that—that's what puts Tyreek Evans, who people forget, won Rookie of the Year over Steph Curry. Uh, Tyreek Evans, hell of a player, uh, yeah. derailed by substance abuse. Um, so let's take it to uh, what you were just talking about. Just Cade Cunningham's who you want. Who will win it? it sadly, won't be Cade Cunningham. It's 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 down to either Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes, and both of them they put up decently like similar numbers, like fifteen eight and four versus fifteen eight and three. <sighs> I think they're gonna give it barely to Evan Mobley, for the reason that he shot more efficiently than Scotty Barnes. It wasn't by much. But he, he shot a little bit more efficiently, and I think that they're going to give that stuff. I think they will give it to Scotty Barnes, actually, because okay. of the success of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I just think that... Evan the surprise Rookie, success of the Toronto Raptors. I don't. I, I just don't think that goes into Rookie of the Year. Yeah, no, I think it's going to Scotty Barnes. And I think uh, the person... While, while I would be dancing on our tables if it's Cade Cunningham, how about a little love for Josh Giddy? I mean, how fun would that be for Josh Giddy to win it? I don't have his stats in front of me, but I do exactly. believe he was yeah, Jake. No, he was yeah. Rookie of the Month for the Western Conference every single month of the season. Yeah, I believe. I forgot that he got he like was out for the year. Like, how many games did he play? At least sixty. I mean, I think Josh Giddy. I don't think he'll win it just based on the fact that he only played fifty four games. We only played fifty four. Yeah, he, I, I was, he was like out for the year, like in like March, I think, or February, early March, early. February. Well, every month that he played, you're right. It wasn't the whole season, but every month that he played, uh, it was a month that he was a a Western Conference Rookie of the Month. What were his final uh, stats? Twelve and a half, eight and six, which is really good. I really think. good, but not as good as Cade Cunningham. No, so or, I'm gonna or Scotty Barnes or Evan Mobley. So yeah, so Scotty, I just or Corey Kispert. Oh, Kispy. No, Giddy better than Kispy. Um, but no, I like very much Scotty Barnes will win it. And let's go Cade Cunningham is the one I want to win it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that Giddy had played so few games. All right. So moving now to we're almost done, y'all. Moving down. Not most really. Im- Not really. Most improved player. Who do you like? I think this is a very easy award. and Want and should. I mean... Who I want to win is has to be Jordan Poole. I mean, he went from a player. I don't know how much he averaged. Let, let me actually search that up. I don't know how much he averaged in this, in this, like, the year before this year. But all I know is that this year he, he was insane. I mean, he averaged 18 and a half on good shooting splits. And I didn't really know too much about him before this year. And he, he, he didn't even, like, he wasn't even that good before. Like, he averaged 12 two and two okay on 
and then the year before that, he well, it doesn't matter about the year before that, and in fifty one games, so he he didn't really like go crazy, and then this year he averaged eighteen and a half. Let's round up. Let's say nine, eighteen point five. So nine nineteen points a game, four assists, three and a half rebounds on better shooting splits. I think that's more deserving than the guy who I think is who who they're gonna give it to. Who do you think they're gonna give it to? It's so obvious they're gonna give it to Ja, dude. I mean, I. I John Morant. He was the second overall pick. Everybody knew that he was going to end up being this good. I give Jaws points and assists and rebounds last year and this year. 19, 7.5, 4 on 45% shooting. This year, 27, 7, 6 on 49% shooting. It's definitely a lot better. Here's the question. Let me ask you a question, Jacob. Yes. Um, and maybe I can switch your mind on a, on some he stuff. Played fifty seven games. You know that, right? Let me. He didn't even play sixty. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Is it harder to make a leap from bench player to somebody who scores nineteen a game, or is it harder to make a leap from being a star to being a superstar? Well, that, that that's such a. I feel like that's a dumb question. Because, Thanks. I'm sorry. I just think in in this scenario, it's not Jog going from. A You're star. a dumb question. <laughs> it's not. It's not from Jog going to. It's not Jog going from a star to a superstar because he is. I mean, everybody knew he was going to do this. This isn't like this isn't something like a rare occurrence where it's Demar Derozan going from a proven star, but not he's never going to get to that leap to actually making that leap near the end of his career. Like that's that's. That's going from a star to a superstar. This is not, I feel like, because everybody knows that he, that he was going to do this because he was the second overall pick. He was his potential is through the roof. He was he was getting better every single year of his career. I mean, I think everybody knew already that he was going to make this jump. So I, I feel like the most improved player should go to somebody who nobody expected it was going to happen to. Like for example. Nobody expected uh, C.J. McCollum to go from, like, 8 points to, like, 22. Nobody expected Jimmy Butler to go from the 30th pick and not great to this to this all-defensive all team player who's a, who's also a great scorer. I mean, I just feel like it's kind of a, uh, a question that you can't really use here. Also, he played 50-some games. Yeah, and I don't even have John Moran on my list. I was just posing the question of all questions, which is really? what's the team relief. No, no. Uh, he's who I think they're going to give it to for sure. I think they're going to give it to Ja. But the player that I would want to see get it, honestly, it f- meets the criteria more than Jordan Poole for the player who came out of nowhere to be like, wow, that's a real contributor. And it's the player who led Memphis to, the, I believe, a 19 or 18-2 and two record, okay, yeah. Des- yeah. Desmond Bain. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see that as... I haven't seen him on any sort of list. That's like, silly. I, I disagree yeah. with that. Well, Look at Desmond Bain's yeah, leap from last year to this I mean, year. It was it was like it was like eight to like eighteen. Let me check it. Actually, it was nine to eighteen. So that's double. Yeah, uh, the rebounds and assisted roughly the same. I mean, it went from three and two to four and three. Okay. And um, I think the shooting's the same. Uh, shooting went down, three point went up by a little bit. And um, and for free throw, it went up by about ten percent. Wow! He was um. Oh wait, hold on. 
He was 40... I mean, he was almost 50, 40, 90. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he was 46, 43, 90. Yeah, that, that's, that to me is a guy who should be considered... That's actually... I didn't know about that. I mean, well, I, I, could, I think he might, like, deserve it, actually. Yeah, over Jordan Poole. Yeah. Thank you. You see? To me, with Jordan Poole, it's like... There were people actually talking about Jordan Poole before the season. Like me. I actually picked him. I don't know if you remember. Yes, I do remember that. You see you see what I'm saying? Like Desmond Bain, if you'd said beforehand, Ja's going to miss 24 games and the team's going to go 22-2 and two without him and they're going to be led by Desmond Bain. Okay, you would well, have been uh, like, huh? He, he wasn't. They, Desmond Bain didn't really lead that. I mean, that, that that's... Dylan Brooks was injured for a lot of those games. Who, who do you think led it? The second best player on that team. Well, Jaron Jackson Jr., yes. he led them I from mean, a defensive also, perspective. Look, but... No, 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 no. Look, look at it this way. We talked about this. Their roster is so well-rounded. That was a whole team effort. It was not solely led by one person. That's true. Like, uh, Steven Adams was a big contributor. You Brandon know, Clark off Brandon the bench. Clark. Sorry. De- Desmond Bain, of course. I mean, Tyus Jones was good. Very good. I just think this team was, and a bunch of other role players like Kyle Anderson and Zaire Williams. The, the, the. I think he's going to be really good, and I just think that that team is 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 well rounded from top to bottom. So I don't think you can say that one player led it. Yeah, says you. Okay, so we have one more category to go, and that's coach of the year. Uh, who would you? Uh, we also have defensive player. Oh. Defensive player of the year. Let's start there. Defensive player of the year. Who do you want? Who's got it? I mean, there are there were a lot of good players that I think could deserve it. You know, Giannis was definitely talked about. There was um, Draymond Green has been talked about. I don't know, man. I mean, Marcus Smart. I think if he won it, that would be so cool. Like I no, that's who I want to win it. I want Marcus Smart to win it because. If he won it, like, like he carried that Celtics team defensively on his back. He took everybody and put them on his back and led them, at least defensively, from a 10 seed to a 2 seed. And he, he was a big contributor to that, and he was really good. And I know it's, it's, a, it's a forward-based award, and they never usually give it to guards. But if he won it, I think that would be really sick. And who will win it? Also, I want to give a shout out to Bam Adebayo because I think if he wanted, then that'd be also really sick. Because I did pick him. Just yes. Oh, you just want your prediction to be true. <laughs> also, I I really like Bam Adebayo. Yeah, that whole Heat team. And who will me. win it? I think Jaron Jackson Jr. could. No way. Yeah. Yes way. Definitely, I think he could. You think that's who will win it? No, I th- I said he, I think he could win it. Who and will? I, win I wouldn't it? be surprised if he did win it. Man, if Draymond played more games, he would have easily taken this award. I'm just saying right now. It's it's really close. But I, I think I think Mikel Bridges is gonna take it. Wow. Great call. I love Mikel Bridges. I didn't want to mention him at all at the start. So like, you know, build up a little oh, a guy you didn't even say totally out of the blue. I think he is really good defensively. I think he can guard any position. He is lanky. He he is the 
one of he's probably the best defender on that. He's definitely the best defender on that team. Mm-hmm. Like DeAndre, and he's 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 good defensively, but he doesn't match to Mikel Bridges defensively, where he is just clamping these dudes left and right. And I think he's 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 gonna win it. That's such a great call, and also they might want to praise Mikael Bridges because. Dating back through college at Villanova, he's never missed a game. Yeah, that's 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 also just a crazy stat. He has not missed a game at all in his NBA career and and college and career. College. So you know my my want to I can't say Marcus Smart because I really do believe that the Celtics are evil. Um, so moving on from Marcus Smart, the guy I'd want to see get it is uh, Mikael Bridges. I mean, you just convinced me. I'm changing what I was gonna say because uh, that would just be a perimeter defensive award, like with Marcus Smart. And it would be rewarding a player who I think is very unsung. Uh, I want to give it to Rudy Gobert because uh, I think that he kept that Jazz team afloat. And even though the person I'd like to see win it is Mikhail Bridges, yeah, my prediction is definitely Gobert. Uh, they tend to give it to centers and front court defenders, and he's a familiar choice. This would be, I think, his fourth Depoy. Maybe his. No, yeah. definitely not his fifth. No, fourth. I think it's his fourth or his third. Well, either way, it, he just he's building a Hall of Fame legacy, and I think this is going to be a part um, of it. Yeah, three. He has three right now. Wow, for him to get four would be kind of sick. That, that I think that would lead him to a Hall of Fame career. I mean, four deep boys, you can't. Not you can't. What's yeah, deep boys like that's just crazy. You kind of have to. All right, last one. Ooh, I think we're testing everybody's patience in the house. How long has this been going for? Uh, I mean, we've been going on twenty eight minutes. Twenty eight minutes. That's a long time. That's a long show. Just but we it. but we got it too. I love it too. We got to do Coach of the Year though. Yeah. All right. Who do you, and I think this is a tough one. Who do you want to see win it, and who will win it? Who I want to see win it, Ime Udoka. Mm. I think that he of the he Celtics was a big contributor to to leading that Celtics team from a ten C to two C. People were talking about firing him. When they were like twenty two and twenty four, they were talking about like, oh, he's not the guy for us, blah blah blah. And then he was like, "Let me do my thing," and he led them. And he was just, he, I think he's a great coach, and I think he he's will tough. Be, I think he will be a great coach for many years to come, and I would love to see him win his first deep, his first coach of the year, in his first year. That would be something. Who do you think will win it? It's gonna go to Monty Williams. It would be a second consecutive year yeah. winning it. I mean, he 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 was a big help to leading that team to back to where they were in like two thousand six. I mean, like they like they are a really good team, but without Monty Williams, like I don't know where they would be right now. I mean, they've they've had a lot of bad coaches in the past, leading back to when Eric Bledsoe was on the team. Remember that? Oh yes. Or when like. When they drafted Devin Booker, when they when they drafted Dragon Bender, I mean, <laughs> Marquise Chris, like Marquise all these Chris, very all athletic these big men who couldn't really play ball, um, with very high draft picks, second round talent. All right, so so that's credit to their front office too, though, of course. Yeah. So the person I'd like to see win it, you're not gonna like this at all. But I think someone, a coach, who made his team better, not only made his team better than they had any right being, but also developed an unsung player uh, into an all-star and 
developed young players into potential stars. The best coaching job of his career, Greg Popovich. You think he's going to win it? No, that was my want to. Oh. I think without question, Monty Williams is going to win it. So that and it'll it'll be the rare feat of two straight uh, coach of the year awards in a row. I feel like that's kind of biased though, because I know it's like who you want to win it. But if if who I want to win it, then if I no, I really think Popovich did the best job. The thing is, if I really that sounds so he was a ten seed dude. That's like saying the Wizards were a twelve. That's like saying oh Corey Kispert rookie of the year, Kispy. Kyle Kuzma, most improved player. And I think, he's actually, I think he's actually a decent candidate for most improved. So you could have actually said, I want Kyle Kuzma. But I just feel like that's a little biased. It's not biased. I love okay. Keldon Johnson, what he's done with him. Um, Lonnie Shelton. It doesn't matter about how he develops player players. De- if he's a 10 seed, he's a 10 seed. Racker, fracker, racker, fracker, racker, fracker. Coach, in, he's he's probably the best coach of all time. So, yeah, I give him his props for that. But that doesn't mean that we should just give him the award for free. Free? Yes, oh, jeez, Daddy Warbucks over here. All right, so here we are. That's it for our NBA show with Jake and me. Predictions and the whole rest. Jake, any last words for the audience here? My last words that I'm embarrassed of my dad said that a 34 and 48 team would would win <laughs> would would win coach of the year. Pop, I don't know what to say. We all know Pop listens to this pod. Pop. Does he? I don't know. I Maybe. Don't it. It's possible he listens. I yo I want to thank everybody for listening in this week. I know usually we bring the sports and politics heat. But this week, going to Jackie Robinson Day, uh, staying in a bungalow right by Dodger Stadium, you know, it's like we, we just had to weigh in with some NBA picks, uh, partly because y'all been asking and partly because we just enjoy doing it. So for everybody out there listening, please stay frosty. We are out of here. Peace.